the greatest show of collaboration on earth. Introduction. I am resolved to share many lessons from nature in order to celebrate three tribes. The first tribe is Tetramap, the facilitators, fans and free thinkers who use the Tetramap ways to improve relationship, build ensembles and teams and collaborate as nature intended. Tetramap celebrating as it does the diversity of the four elements, earth, air, water and fire. It's a culture, lifestyle, a method rich in the metaphors of nature. The second tribe is be one, g one, buy one, give one. A tribe of people who put giving back to the planet up front and central for every product and service they deliver. When you buy Tetramap or any other service from me, I immediately pay a large portion of it forward to a global project that is in alignment not only with what you've invested in, but also in line with the global initiative that is the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. This means that with Tetramap, we celebrate diversity, and with B1G1.com, we reward that diversity by making a difference. And the third tribe is the sense of expanding our tribes. My studies of Chernobyl, Fukushima, and now COVID, as you can hear, have convinced me that those who share my air share my tribe. I am not an island. What I breathe out, you breathe in. What you breathe out, I breathe in. And in between we have the great lungs of the planet, our plants. It seems only natural then to dedicate this series on lessons from nature to the tribes who make it all the greater experience to be grateful for. Lesson one, the largest organism on the planet. The first lesson is about a new discovery for me. What would you say is the largest organism on Earth? If we go back in time, dinosaurs, especially long-necked sauropods, would leap to mind. Perhaps you'd think of the blue whale. Fans of trees may think of the sequoia. One specimen, named General Sherman, is 275 feet tall. That's 84 metres. It has a 102-foot, 31-metre circumference, and it weighs in at an incredible 2.7 million pounds. That's 1.2 million kilograms. Many people, understandably, think that the general is the largest organism on Earth. But they are wrong. The largest organism on Earth is indeed a tree, but one that is far more subtle in the way it impacts the environment. In fact, you could miss the fact that they are one. And here is the beginning of our first lesson from nature. Yes, the largest organism on the planet is a stand of aspen trees, quaking aspen trees to be specific. Pando, which is its name, is the most famous, covering an area of 108 acres, or 43.6 hectares, which is like 100 American football fields. It is both the heaviest and the oldest known living organism on the planet its root system being thousands of years old, something 80,000 years or more. What's Pando's The Quaking Aspen's secret? By the way, it gets the name Quaking Aspen, Populus tremuloides, from the enchanting way its leaves quake in the breeze. The secret is in the roots. Pando is not a wood nor a forest. It is a clonal community. Each separate trunk is from the same rootstock, and is genetically identical to all the other trunks. In other words, Pando shares one root system 
which means resources such as water and nutrients can be shared over a wide area, holding everything in common. Quaking aspens can reproduce with seeds, but this is rare in comparison with their growth through their root system putting up new trunks. One massive advantage of this is that aspen stands can withstand forest fires. As long as the roots are not burned, the stand will rejuvenate, taking advantage of the space the fire clears. Out of adversity comes new life. What can we learn from the quaking aspen? Firstly, collaboration and shared values. For our identity as tribes, it's important to understand the power of a shared root system. Pando shares resources far and wide, with no dominant trunk in the team. There's no leader. This reminds me of the high point of the early church, where none of those who shared a common set of beliefs said that anything they owned was their own. They held everything loosely in common. Whenever there was a need, resources were mobilised and the need was met. As a result, the tribe grew rapidly. Whilst I'm not advocating common ownership, not yet. I think organisations of people thrive where the needs of any tribe member are regarded as important as all the others. There's no ego where Pando is concerned. I know personally there is a lot more I can contribute towards bringing company to the lonely, comfort to those who are isolated physically or emotionally, clothing and water and shelter for those who need it and more action in line with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. To reach a more inclusive state, where diversity is embraced and celebrated, and sustainability is pursued with passion, I need to move to we in my thinking, my feelings, my beliefs, and my actions. Tetramap provides an excellent philosophy of harmonious, collaborative, sustainable living and B1G1 provides a friction-free means to pass on resources to those who need them more than we do. Second learning is that resilience comes from the roots. Pando and other stands of quaking aspen survives fire and other surface damage because the roots are untouched. Friedrich Nietzsche said he who has a strong enough why can bear almost any how. By this, I understand the power of shared values held in common. What we value are our roots. If we share those values, those roots, we can endure almost any setback. This is because our roots are strong and because they are our roots. We are part of a thought tribe that shares thoughts, beliefs, values. And values, of course, lead to vision. So the third lesson is one mind. Sharing one root system, Pando demonstrates the power of one mind, one focus, one vision, a common purpose. Which is where we get the concept of communion from. A family, a brand, a tribe that shares a common purpose is in the strongest position, not only to survive, but to thrive. Tribes that thrive. And the last lesson for today is to play the long game. Pando's been here for 80,000 years. I think it is wise for humans to each have a 400-year plan, a plan where their roots will go on producing people who share their values way after they have naturally passed on, 
returning their atoms to the system in which we live and move and have our being. My friend called me Starflake the other day. I loved this. It celebrated the fact that there is iron from stars in my blood, enabling me to live and breathe, and that I am impermanent and unique, like a snowflake. In one pet name, Starflake, there is continuity and finality. The trunks of Pando come and go, but Pando, the name for the tribe, the colony of clones, goes on and on, renewing itself. It is an uplifting exercise to reflect on increasing the size in my mind of the tribe I feel I belong to. I am a Maquis, part of a clan. However, the Maquis are part of a bigger clan, the Mackays, which means I'm part of the Celtic strand of humanity that populated Scotland and my native Ireland and then expanded out to England and America and Canada and New Zealand and Australia. The game goes on until I realise that as a member of the human race, I'm also part of a pan-global ecosystem. Suddenly, I becomes a single charming letter in a tribe of 26 letters, a part of the whole, and a part that cannot be without the whole. I could write a book on Pando, but let's pause and reflect today on what's been shared already. Collaboration, Resilience from the roots, one mind, and play the long game. And when you're ready to become part of the Tetra map and B1G1 tribes, do have a chat with me, because I am an enthusiastic and invested ambassador for both tribes. In the meantime, stay thirsty and hungry for more wisdom from nature.